Hey, this is Phil. And before we start the podcast episodes, I'm going to send out an SOS, not a save our ship or save our show, but I just need a little bit of help and I really do need it urgently. Listen, I got to create a bunch of podcast episodes in a very short period of time because I'm not going to be able to do podcast episodes weekly or record them weekly coming up. We'll still publish them every week. The show will go on and everything will continue as normal. But right now, during the recording and editing process, I need to just compress the time frame up front. So I need help in one of three ways. The first way, send me your podcast episode ideas. Something that it was either we talked about a long time ago or something is that we didn't cover yet. Something you'd like to hear. And if you can send maybe a couple of bullet points, that would help get the podcast episodes written. You can email me, my first name, phil, P-H-I-L, at scannerschool.com. Number two, ask me your questions. This will help me on our monthly Ask Scanner School session. You can go to scannerschool.com slash ask, submit the form, use the SpeakPipe link, or dial 516-308-2885, which is probably the best way that you can ask your question for the podcast. Number three, the final way that you can help, and I think it's probably the most beneficial and the, the most fun way that you can help me out here, is come on the podcast episode and be a guest. Go to scannerschool.com slash guest. That's G-U-E-S-T, scannerschool.com slash guest. Be a part of the podcast. We'll sit down, we'll have a conversation, we'll we'll go through what it is that, you know, whatever it is you want to talk about, about the, the scanner radio hobby, we'll record it, it'll be casual, laid back, it goes to an editor, there's no pressure to get it right, it's a good, fun time. And if you know of somebody that would be a good guest, please invite them on the podcast as well. Thank you so much for the help. Again, I just need a little bit of help getting things recorded and edited in a very short time frame. This podcast isn't going anywhere. I just have to work it into my schedule at the moment. Thanks again. Now let's get on to today's podcast episode. All units stand three. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. Building fire. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. My GMRS call sign is WQXJ920. And this is session number 242. Today... We're going to talk about how to ask a question online so that you can get the best answers and the best help possible without having to ask the question three or four different ways or be a little bit upset that the question didn't get answered at all or right or anything else, right? Look, these are pointers. This is a guideline to help you get help really is what it comes down to. Now, I'm not putting this out there because I am asking or saying to somebody or saying to you that, yeah, I'm here to answer your questions, but I need you to ask them this way. This is not what that is at all, right? This is basically, look, I've seen a lot of people asking questions online. I've seen a lot of people answering questions online. And I've seen... A lot of questionable answers online because of the way that things are asked. So let's put it this way. 
what's the better question? What is the best question here? Question one, help. I, I can't hear anything with my, with my scanner. Somebody please tell me what to do. That, that's the question. I've seen those. Or question two. Hi, I'm a seasoned scanner radio user and I've been using radios and I've been in the hobby for decades, but I have an issue here that I'm just pulling my hair out over. My local fire department in my town fire used to work great on my SDS 200. There are, they've recently been doing radio checks and tests with the radio system and the radio tech. And shortly after these tests were done, my SDS 200 no longer receives my town fire. I checked my town fire using another radio and that radio works just fine. So I know I can receive my fire department, but for whatever reason, my SDS 200 just stopped receiving my town fire. All other departments, all other departments come in just fine. Departments that are miles away have not changed. It just seems that my town's fire can no longer be received by my SDS 200 and it's driving me crazy. Which question was better and why? Now, before we get any further in this week's podcast, I want to take a few minutes to thank our Patreon supporters. Now, Patreon is an affordable way for you to support the podcast and our upcoming expansion into YouTube for 2022. So think of Patreon as the PBS model of helping out Scanner School. For a monthly or yearly donation, not only do you help support the podcast, but depending on your donation tier, you will receive certain benefits. The most popular benefit tier being our $5 a month or the $51 a year tier. It's the same tier. We just discount if you can pay us over a year. Now, this tier offers the podcast and YouTube videos early. And also, you receive a free squelchy pack of stickers, several discounts, and access to our monthly live scanner radio roundtable discussion we hold monthly on Zoom. Oh, and by the way, most of the Patreon levels also get a special version of the podcast that does not include the middle advertising break in each episode. Now, find out more about Patreon and our supporting tiers by visiting scannerschool.com Patreon. I'd also like to take a moment here and thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Altharak, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Rops, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pascoe, David C., Danny Crotty, Dylan Hyder, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, Guy Lee, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, Joe Curtis, John Cordiff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Teal, Paul Seish, Randy Lee Wright, Raymond Hill, Rich Palomari, Roger Stenstrom, Ron Box, Sal Marandola, Scott Lefgren, Terry Wright, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendie, and William Arcan. All right, so you need help with your scanner, your software to find radio, software, right? Look, what I'm about to say here will help you beyond all this stuff. This is basic life practices here, right? You can take these, these bullet points for help other places, but I, I, we're going to stick with the hobby here, right? These, these suggestions... It comes from years of reading questions on my own website, which I run here for Long Island called W2LA.net. I've seen these types of questions on Radio Reference. I've seen them in Facebook posts, 
Google groups, groups.io's, mailing lists, retired Yahoo groups. I've seen these types of questions on Reddit and yeah, even in our ask line, right? You guys are great though and those types of questions are far and few between. But really, the reality is if you need help with your scanner and if you need help with any anything, right? The more information that you can give somebody up front, the more likely it is, first of all, they're going to want to help you, that they're going to be able to help you and that you're going to be able to get the help that you need, right? This is important because you don't want to sit there and get 25 replies and not a single one of them was helpful or they all speculated what your problem was. That's frustrating for everybody. It's very simple to just follow the basics when asking for help, right? When I was in grade school, when we had to write an essay, it was always who, what, when, where, how, and why, right? That was basically the formula to writing our essays or answering our questions when it was an essay response question, right? Who, what, when, where, how, and why? It's ingrained in my brain for years after I've been through school, decades after I've been through school. So let's break down the questions I asked prior. Which was the better question? Question one or question two? Question one, I need help. Question two, gay specifics, the radio, the town, the troubleshooting that happened, right? Something that they've heard that might give a hint as to what might be the problem. So let's break this down. Who? I'm not an owl. I'm not asking. Who? Who are you trying to listen to? Specifically, who are you trying to listen to? Your local police, your statewide trunk system talk group number one, two, three, your state police conventional system, the local DPW, the local this, whatever that is, right? Who are you trying to listen to? Where? Where are you having the problem with reception? Is it everywhere? Is it in a specific location? Where are you when it happens? It only happens when I'm mobile. It only happens when I'm in this part of town. It only happens when I'm home. It happens everywhere but here I'm having that problem, right? The second question I had asked before says it only happens at home on my SDS 200. I think that's the way I put it. But what? What equipment are you having a problem with? What equipment are you using? What scanner? What antenna? What software? If it's software-based, what computer type? What processor? What operating system? How much RAM? How much processor speed do you have? What software are you running with what version? Important, can you provide screenshots? Even better, if you can provide a video that will take you through the steps, right? Or what? Again, it goes back to who, but what system are you trying to monitor? And it always helps to give links. I'm in this system and I'm trying to monitor this talk group. And this is a link, by the way, to anybody who can help me on the system. Especially is important when you're asking on a big platform like groups.io or a Google group or something like that. When? When did you notice the problem? Is this a new problem? Did it ever work? Is this something that you're trying to listen to for the first time and you've never tried listening to them? So this is a new problem for you. 
or this is an existing problem that you're kind of just trying to figure out what might have been the cause of the problem. So you don't even know if the frequency is even valid or, or something like that, right? The more details, the better. You see what I'm saying? How is the next one. How have you tried troubleshooting? This is an important factor that can help with your question. You may even answer your own question or solve your own problem during your own troubleshooting. And then you don't even have to ask the question. Example, I can't hear anything. So what do you do? You can ask the question, but for those that are seasoned that will go through the troubleshooting, and again, I don't, I don't want to say to insult anybody because, again, this is a hobby where everybody's in a different position, right? And you've got to start somewhere and nobody's going to assume that you know everything. That's the point of the podcast is to teach people about the hobby, right? So the troubleshooting steps would be, I can't hear anything. Well, is your volume up? Is your squelch set correctly? Is your programming correct? Is your antenna still on the house? Is the antenna still connected to the back of your radio? I've, I've gotten phone calls from people. I can't hear anything. The antenna, the BNC connector, wasn't fully set on the back of their scanner. They had to push it in and turn it, and then boom, it works fine after that. Maybe your wife is like my wife, and she knows there's only one button on that scanner, and that's the volume down button. And that's her favorite button. Been there, done that. But also double check to make sure the frequency hasn't changed, right? The troubleshooting. Make sure that your, your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted, everything looks good. Sometimes, you know, you may just need to come back to it the next day and, and you'll figure it out yourself, right? But again, troubleshooting can help out. So again, we go back to the first question. Help, my scanner doesn't work. Versus, I'm trying to listen to my town fire on an SDS-200 that used to work great, that all of a sudden now no longer receives my town fire after I was listening to the radio techs make adjustments to the radio system. The SDS-200 no longer receives my town's fire department, but all my other radios work fine. What is it that is causing my SDS-200 not to work? So again, we need to think about on this question, what are the other radios? Do they have PLDPL code in them, right? Because if it's just an old analog-only scanner and they change their PL code, the radios without PL or DPL, they don't care that the PL code has changed. But I'll tell you this, and I've seen it, and I went through this with somebody already, and this is actually an example or a paraphrased question they had asked, they had to adjust the filter settings on the SDS-200. Because the fire department brought up a new transmitter location that was very close to where this person lived. So all the other scanners worked fine. But the SDS-200 needed to have the filter adjusted just for that one frequency. He spent a lot of time troubleshooting on, him, on his own. He spent a lot of time going through a lot of people's different suggestions as what could be the problem. And that's what it ended up being. And for somebody that's never adjusted filters in their scanner, that was something new for them. They didn't even realize there were filters in the scanner to adjust. So it was a teachable moment for not only him, but everybody else who went, oh, that, that's how filters work here, right? And I know filters in the SDS scanners are a bit confusing to work with. So again, 
if you need help on, on forums or online or even if you call me and ask me for help, coming out with all the information up front and being as detailed as, as you can can help lead towards a better, more detailed answer. Now, on the other side of this break, I've got some more tips for you when it comes to asking questions online, when it comes to scanners. And don't forget, anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 or higher level doesn't even get this break. So you can get right to those answers right now. For everybody else, we'll catch you in just one moment. And then again, scannerschool.com slash Patreon to support us. We'll be back in just a second. Hey, did you realize it takes us almost $100 a week just to have this podcast episode professionally edited and sent over to you? This doesn't even include website and podcast hosting, administrative help, and other monthly subscriptions that are required to put the podcast out there. Now, you can help us offset these costs when you shop online. So if you're looking for a scanner radio or some software, looking to bid on items over on eBay, or if you're looking to purchase anything, and I mean anything, on Amazon, you can help support Scanner School in the process and this doesn't come at any extra cost to you. So please check out scannerschool.com slash support for the multiple different ways that we have out there that you can help support us when you shop online. Again, scannerschool.com slash support. Are you looking to learn more about the scanner radio hobby? We currently have courses on how to get started and up and running with software-defined radios and how to turn your SDR into a fully functioning scanner radio. With free software, you can see more and do more with trunking than ever before. And with new courses scheduled for the upcoming months, our offerings will be expanding into both Uniden and Whistler hardware and software. Check out our courses at courses.scannerschool.com or by looking for the link in this podcast description. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues, too. Visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issue and sign up today. Did you know that a pager can make a great addition to your scanner radio collection. And even if I didn't own East Coast pagers, I still have one or maybe a couple of pagers as a part of my scanner radio setup. This is because a pager can be used to just monitor your local fire department or your regional departments. And if you set it up correctly to alert you when the tones are sent over the air, then the pager will remain silent until you need to know what is going on. This frees up your scanner to monitor everything else that's going on beside your local stuff or can prevent you from missing the local stuff because your scanner is busy doing other things. Now, pagers aren't just limited to fire dispatches anymore. Unication has great solutions to monitor both analog and P25 paging systems where many public safety and police departments are switching over to. Swissome and Apollo make great analog solutions as well, and all three still sell Pogsag and Flex pagers, still in use by many departments for text alerting. East Coast Pagers is an Apollo, Swissome, and Unication dealer serving the North American market, and of course is one of my online companies. So if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, 
Contact us for a free quote and let us know you're a Scanner School listener for something a little extra with your order. For our full inventory or to request a quote or just to contact us, please visit eastcoastpagers.com. All right, so some more tips here to help you get the best answers possible and without really annoying everybody else that's trying to help you, right? Because that's really the, the key here. Look, especially when it comes to an online website like Radio Reference, make sure that you post your question in the right section. I see this a lot. Somebody will jump into the Uniden section because they have a Uniden scanner. And they'll say, I'm having a problem with my scanner. I can't pick up my police department. Can somebody please help me? And then it comes back and forth. Well, where are you located? Somebody might go into your profile and say, oh, I see you're located in this town, USA, or you're located in this state. You know where a better part or a better section would be to ask that question? That state's specific forum under the radio reference forums. So if you're having problems in California picking up a trunk system, don't go to the unit in or the Whistler or the Unication right section. Go to the California section. Now, if you have problems with the actual configuration of the unit in radio or the Whistler radio or the Unication pager or anything else for that matter, then yeah, go ahead and say, hey, I'm having a problem with setting up my favorites list, I can't get them to work. Or I set up my favorites list, and no matter how many times I try and write to my scanner, it seems like my favorites list never write. Those are the kinds of questions that go into the Uniden Forum and not the California Forum. But if you're saying, hey, I'm in Alameda County and I can't hear anything, what can I do? I have an SDS 200. Yeah, you want to post that in the California section. Another thing to remember, though, is that people are taking time out of their day to read your question and answer your question, right? Be kind. Be courteous. Give feedback. Say, hey, thank you so much for the help. You guys have helped me solve my problem. Or, hey, I'm still having an issue here. I can't figure it out. You know, I've tried what everything you guys have asked, but it's still not working. What else can we can we do? Thanks again in advance for your help. Don't just ghost the people that helped you, right? Be kind, be respectful. People will remember that. They'll remember that they helped you once before. You thanked them, and they'll be more happier or more inclined to help you in the future, rather than, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Every one of you have answered my questions, and it still hasn't helped you. This, this place is useless. What is that going to do? The next time you ask a question, nobody wants to help you, right? Because you're rude. So make sure that you say thank you. Say please. Be kind. Remember, somebody is going out of their way, giving you minutes of their day to help you. And people like me love to do that, right? So a thank you can go a long way with that as well. And again, I'm not saying anybody needs to email me right now, right? It's not at the point. What I'm saying is if you're asking a question online like that, it, it's just nice to see. What's also nice to see too is that people ask questions in the native language of the website or forum that they're trying to communicate on. 
if I walked up to you and I started speaking a language that you didn't understand, you're not going to be able to help me, right? You're not going to feel like you're going to be able to to do anything. Maybe you'll say, hey, you know, um, I got this translator app on my phone. Why don't you speak into that so that it can tell me in English what it is you're asking? And then I'll be able to speak into that and then they'll tell you in your language what it is that I'm telling you as an answer. It's a lot of work. And I've seen this before where somebody will jump onto a a message board and they'll ask a question in their native tongue. Look, nobody is going to fault you or say anything negative if English isn't your first language and you're asking a question on an English primary website. Just say it. Sorry for the for the for any mistakes in my questions, English isn't my first my first language. You know something? Right away, you've been given a get out of jail free card. You've been given permission from everybody on the forum to make as many mistakes as you want. Seriously. Nobody cares that English isn't your primary language and you may not be able to to write it that well or read it that well. What's going to be a roadblock, though, is when somebody needs to take what you wrote in your native language, they have to then put it through Google Translate and then see if they can help you. And then if they're nice enough, they will type out a full reply, put that through Google Translate, and then post the reply in your native language back into the forums. You're asking somebody to do a lot of work. Now, I understand that I'm asking you to do a lot of work by going through everybody's reply and posting their replies into Google Translate. But again, you're asking other people for help. So it's always beneficial to kind of make it easier for people to do that, right? Like I said, nobody's going to fault you if English isn't your first language and you're asking a question on an English form. So don't don't worry about it. Another thing that is helpful is to do a little bit of research on your own. There might have been a situation where five other people have asked the exact same question this month about what you're asking. And when that happens, you may get a response or two or three or is, well, did you use the search feature? Because you want to know something? That person is sick and tired of seeing the same question asked four or five times. They're sick and tired of answering the same question four or five times. And yeah, you probably should have looked at the message boards and done a search to see if that question was answered four or five other times. If you don't ask the question, you don't make people angry, you won't get snarky remarks, really what it comes down to. Here's an example. I was helping somebody in another state set up SDR trunk. And no matter what we tried, we couldn't get a particular site to get set up on SDR trunk. And it was only one site. Everything else was working great. All the other sites were working fine. And we tried setting up different things and spent some time on it, really. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I, you're from a different state than I am. So maybe it's time we jump on radio reference and we ask the question. Like, we can hear this, but we can't hear that. So before I asked the question, I did a, re- I did a little bit of research. You know what I found out? Found out that site's no longer on the air. That all of the traffic from that site was moved over to another site. And the person who lived there didn't realize that. So we spent all this time troubleshooting why we couldn't receive a particular site. 
when the reason was is because the locals knew that everything moved over to a different site. I didn't have to ask the question on Rio Reference because it was right there in the forums because somebody had most recently asked that very same question. So here's some other don'ts that you should be aware of. Don't post the same question on multiple sections of the same forum. That's called duplicate posting. That annoys the admins to no end. It annoys the moderators. Don't post in the Uniden and the California forum that you have problems with your Uniden SDS 200 picking up Alameda County. Because the people in the Unicage or the Uniden forums are going to say you should be posting this in California, and the people in California could be ones answering your question. Post it in one specific forum that you think is the best fit. And you can always say, moderators, please move this thread if you think it belongs someplace else. It's admitting not really a mistake, but it's saying that I acknowledge that I'm asking this forum or this question in this particular forum because I feel that it fits best here. But if you feel that it fits best somewhere else, I'll understand if you've moved it. It's really what it means. Another don't is don't insult anybody for the responses. You could have had a bad day. I get it. You could be sick and tired of seeing the same questions, or you can think this person that you're replying to is a blockhead. Look, mama always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything nice at all. The internet's a strange place. You can mean something jokingly, and it could come out if you verbally said it. You can hear the sarcasm. But when somebody reads it, they can read it with a different tone and they can think that you're a jerk, right? So don't do that. Don't assume that somebody knows what it is you don't tell them either. Don't say, well, you should have known that. It's common knowledge. No, everybody's in a different place in the hobby. Some people have been in the hobby for decades. Some people have been in a hobby for minutes. They didn't even buy their first radio yet. And they're coming on and they're asking a question and they're overwhelmed by all the information they see. So have patience with people. A big one and a pet peeve of mine too is don't hijack an existing thread with your own problem. If somebody's asking a question and they say, I'm having a problem with any town fire with my SDS 200 and you come on and say, I've got a problem with my SDS 200. I can't figure out how to get to change the colors on the display. Holy cow. Now, all of a sudden, people are focused on your question about changing the display color, and they're no longer helping the original poster, the op, who was there first, asking their question about picking up the fire department on their SDS-200. You've redirected the attention of the thread to your problem about colors of the display. That should have been its own thread. And somebody, hopefully, would report that question, and it would be split into its own thread. So if your question has nothing to do with the original question, create your own thread. If you have a me too moment and say, you know, op, I've been trying to figure out the same exact thing myself. I'm following this thread to see whatever solution that you may happen to pick up on or be, be, uh, be asked or answered in this thread might also help me out too. Boom. Acknowledge the fact that, yeah, you're having the same problem if it's an ongoing conversation. If don't dig up too. Here's another don't I wouldn't even think about until just now. Don't dig up a thread that's five years old or two years old that's been collecting dust and has been dormant. Why would you want to resurrect a, a thread that is so old? 
Doesn't make sense after a while, right? Start a new thread. So in summary, look, be very specific about your problem when you open up and ask for help. People are going to go out of your way or out of, sorry, people are going to go out of their way to help you with your question and your problem. People want to help. This is a hobby where people enjoy not only participating in the hobby, but helping other people enjoy the hobby. Don't be afraid or overwhelmed if you see lots of replies to your question. Take them one at a time and make sure at the end, if you've resolved your problem, that you've resolved it, right? Put closure on it. Thank you, everybody. Your solutions have helped. Don't be afraid to ask the questions, right? Don't be afraid. I know I might have made it sound a little bit scary, but I'm trying to just help you get the answer as quick as possible without having to trade a thousand different emails or put follow-up questions and start peeling back layers of the onion, right? Everybody wants to help you. People are like like me are all over Radio Reference and all over the groups that I owe and, and, and Google groups and all that that want to be there and want to help you with your questions. And again, I really do want to help you with your radio problems. I want to help you with your scanner questions. I am available for tutoring. You can book me for an hour session at scannerschool.com slash tutoring. We sit down over Zoom. Again, we can be face-to-face. We can be not face-to-face. It doesn't matter to me if you're camera shy. And I can see what you're doing via the computer, whether it be through software or screen share and like that. And we can get to the bottom, whatever it is that is bothering you with the scanner radio hobby. I've helped many people in the past. And one of my favorite ones I've helped, I don't remember the name at the time, and I really wish I had a recording, but it was the first time they ever heard anything come over the scanner. And uh, he had to go outside to receive the trunk system. But when he came in, I could hear the guy screaming, it works, it works, holy cow, it works. I love that. Instant gratification on my part, instant gratification on the person's part that I am helping as well. So if you want help with your scanner, scannerschool.com slash tutoring. Or you can always ask me for free by going to scannerschool.com slash ask. You can fill out the form and email me. You can use our SpeakPipe link and use any device that has a microphone to ask me your question. Or if you're here in the U.S. or North America and you want to dial in, you could do 516-308-2885. And again, if you use SpeakPipe or our local number again, 516-308-2885, I'll put you in a running for a free tutoring session. So with that, ask your questions. Don't be afraid. It's a great community. We, we love to help other people in the scanner radio hobby. And if you want more help, you can also go on to our Discord server, scannerschool.com slash Discord. We will catch you all again next week. Thanks again for listening. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we help you ask and get answered all of your scanner radio questions. 73 everyone.